Hey guys, what's up? It's Mike D from the First Issue Club. Uh, wanted to inform everybody that we did have a mistake with our recording this week, a uh, Budget King-sized mistake where we lost the whole podcast episode. Um, so in lieu of that, we thought we'd send you a, an episode of one of our sister family podcasts that we were on this week talking about the Spider-Man video game. It's called the What's in a Game pod. Um, recorded in the same studio we record at with some of our good pals. I'm on that episode. We hash through the game and the story. Later on in the episode, we talk about, uh, we give you a spoiler warning if you're planning on playing that game eventually. So a little something to fill the week until we get to our record for next week's first issues. Sorry about that. All the greats eventually make mistakes. We're some of those greats, so obviously we're going to do it too. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Um, hint, hint, Budget King. Uh, thanks, guys. Um, as always, if there were first issues that you wanted to hear about or wanted our takes on, just hit us up on social, and we're always happy to have discussions about those with you guys. All right, thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoy this episode of What's in a Game Pod. Bye. On this episode of What's in a Game, we do whatever a spider can in Marvel's Spider-Man, which turns out to be beating up about half the city of New York. Hello and welcome to What's in a Game, a podcast where the nerdiest couple you know take a deep dive into video games, both old and new. I'm Cody Newell. I am Dana Masters. And today we are here with a very special guest for this episode over Marvel's Spider-Man. Introduce yourself, please. Hey, I am Mike DeStacy. You can maybe call me a Spider-Man expert? Yeah, I think so. You are. I think so. I was lo- introduced locally on a radio show when Stan Lee died as uh, <laughs> as Kansas-, Kansas City Spider-Man expert, which is a title I take uh, very seriously. Oh, this means this. that we have the right man in the room. That's exactly then. right. I'm c- completely 100% obsessed with Spider-Man. <laughs> See, I had I-, I didn't know how deep, but I I figured you knew a lot. Oh yeah, too many comic books for the house. <laughs> well, you are one of the co-hosts of First Issue Club podcast. That's exactly right. We've got a comic book podcast uh, on the same family of podcasts that, that What's in a Game is on. This is true. And we're a proud sibling of yours. <laughs> <laughs> now, on First Issue Club, yeah. you guys usually start off your episodes by asking a question. That's exactly right. That everybody answers. Yeah. And so I, I thought of this a few months ago. This is Almost broken Cody and I apart many a time. <laughs> oh, boy, boy. But who is your favorite live-action Spider-Man actor? Oh, man. <laughs> See, oh, I have a tough one with this one. I feel like, even though you might not consider these the best Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. that Tobey Maguire oh, is the quintessential I Peter Parker. I knew you were going to say yes. that. Oh. <laughs> yes. I... Personally, find Tobey Maguire incredibly creepy, <laughs> and I think Tom Holland I hear is you. a I wonderful that. Peter Parker. The, the Tom Holland movies are far and away, I think, my favorite movies okay. of the group. But I think in in having read Spider Man so much mm-hmm. and absorbed so much Spider Man in my life, <laughs> uh, I, I'm kind of over the whole teenage Spider Man thing. Like yeah. I watched I watched the character like grow up with me in the cartoons and reading the books uh, when I was in, like, elementary school, junior high, high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, give me adult Peter Parker <laughs> having adult Peter Parker problems. So I like the age range <laughs> they put him in, and he was a super nerd just like Peter's supposed to be. These I'm, these newer guys, Andrew Garfield especially, way too fucking cool to be Spider-Man. Well, oh, yeah. I, I was about oh, to yeah. say, there were, there were only, like, two choices. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it was a 50-50 yeah. answer. Not that, not that Andrew Garfield's a bad actor. He just no, but... probably set up for the wrong movie. Totally was. He went into those movies, too, like, I don't know if I should do this. <laughs> I remember reading an article where he's like, I have so much anxiety about this because people are just going to be so mad. <laughs> and they were, and I feel so bad for him. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Well, I had to ask then, have you seen Enter the Spider-Verse? Is that the Surely name of it? Surely you have. I have, <laughs> I was yeah. about to say. How did you feel about that? Because that was Teenage Spider-Man, but I feel like a little different. I loved it. I think it was yeah. really cool to see the Miles Morales character get some, like, Major mainstream play. Yes. So I love that. We'll get to that later. Yes. In the podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, but they integrated so many cool things that were just like 
not only nods to the comics, but mm-hmm. like visually, like oh, really yeah. cool nods to the medium itself. Yeah. So I, I loved the way they did. They did th- certain things with the animation that I just never seen before. Yeah. So visually impressive one, and then the next perspective in order to like introduce the different worlds and different characters who've helmed the mantle of Spider-Man. What a convoluted and crazy conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. But they handled it so well. Right. I, I took my wife, who's not a superhero fan at all, and she's like, that's my favorite superhero movie I think I've ever seen. It, it was damn good. I, I was I was shocked. I will it, say, like, I have been intimidated by comic books because of sure. how many there are for, like, each character and, like, reboots and restarts. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. And this movie, like... I was like, all right, I know all these characters and I can understand all of this. Like, it, it did take something so complicated and made it really nice. It's a great entry point. I hope to have way more fellow Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Fans. I think you will. I think you will after that. And yeah. I think also with this game, I think there's a ton of people getting into Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I, th- I think just, like, this is a good time for Spider-Man. I think there's just a lot of Spider-Man going around, and it's been all really good Spider-Man <laughs> stuff. I was say, they've got, they had the game... Into the Spider-Verse, and now there's a second movie coming out. Right. Like, it's insane. In the, in the Tom Holland line, yeah. Um, this is his time to shine. I'm just saying. You can. <laughs> I saw that look on your face. You can't see his face. I can see his I face. Don't, I don't hate Tom Holland. There was a sneer I didn't hate that on movie. his lips. I liked Into the Spider-Verse better, but... Well, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite <laughs> Spider-Man-related thing. Well, with that, should we talk about this, this video game? Can't wait. Hiding soon. Says the guy frantically erasing his search history. After all these years, you're still just an ignorant child. True, but that's part of my charm, isn't it? Should we just start with like general thoughts? Does that sound good to everybody? Sure, yeah. All right. (laughs) Dana, you want to go ahead first? Yeah, uh, this was definitely. Like, I think the best superhero game I have played. Mm -hmm. I have played some of the other Spider-Man games. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, This is probably not my favorite style of game. So I really enjoyed it, but there were still some, like, hang-ups for me. Like, all of the missions over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. You're talking about the open-world nature. Yeah, the open-world nature of it, I think. But overall, like, I was super impressed with the story the um, caliber of the voice actors, like they got some big names in there. The thought and care put into like the characters' facial expressions, the like minute details of all of the characters in the story in this game. Um, this was not what I was expecting it to be, and I I feel like there was a lot more going on than what I thought there'd be, and I was I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Mike, how'd you feel? So there were a handful of times during this game where I was worried it was going to be super tedious. I felt there were a handful (laughs) of times where I'm like, this is bordering on like too much repetition and too much tedium. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they introduced a lot of clever, fun things that uh, helped carry it through. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, suits for one <laughs> like so much fun if you like unlockables and collectibles oh my god like, I mean that was that was plenty to drive you but like a, a lot of the same uh, a game like this certainly needs a really good story behind it mm-hmm. and this game I think certainly fulfilled my need there mm-hmm. to keep me playing through it and super interested in it but otherwise just generally fun game i'd play it again yeah i it was it's interesting both of you saying you know the the presentation i think the presentation is one of the things that sticks out to me like big time like this game looks incredible it it just has a ton of style it's like everything i wanted despite like just swinging through the city just feels it's just dope you're just (laughs) you just really feel great as you're just swinging around it's probably the best web sling that's ever been in a spider-man game um and I think also the story, like you said, Mike, yeah. is just, it's just, it's it's really good. <laughs> I think, too, this game gave you such a good impression of, like, what it's like to be Spider-Man. Yeah. All the mm-hmm. other games, like, uh, you mentioned you played some of them before, like, the web-slinging mm-hmm. sort of thing could be really clunky. Yeah. yeah. It was so fun in this. The controls of it added some, like, new intricacies to the way you, like, whipped around buildings. <laughs> <laughs> the environment was so... Uh, engaging, that mm-hmm. that made the um, exploration of the city a lot more fun. 
Um, and then I think being able to play as um, not Spider-Man, but Peter Parker mm-hmm. and some of the other characters as well, like also inundated you into the story more that you're getting mm-hmm. like the personal side of the character and not just the guy who's just punching people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you did some like pretty yeah. mundane things as Peter Parker. Right. Which uh, invest you in the story maybe isn't the funnest gameplay, but it it put me into it a lot more. I, I actually really appreciated those moments yeah. a lot. And yeah. in fact, I think like some of my favorite story moments even were the ones where like it's just you as Peter Parker having to go and like talk with Aunt May or, yeah. you know, go to Dr. Octavius's lab to work. Um, like that stuff was really cool. Girl problems again, huh? What? No, that's crazy. I still wish you and MJ could work things out. She's a great girl. She is. The two of you would make some beautiful wow. baby. Uh... Peter. Well, I think we've talked about recently some games we had played not earning the buildup yeah, of some sure. story moments. And I think by taking the time that this game did in those Peter Parker moments, it earned some really big moments at the end of the game, which we won't talk about yet because we haven't said spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll also mention, too, not just Peter Parker, but some of the other characters who would have otherwise been your typical NPC Non-playable sort of... Uh, see, I'm throwing in some of my video <laughs> video game lingo, lingo that I know. Knew we had the right guy for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, that there's, there's characters that you otherwise wouldn't care too much about or be invested in, I think. Yeah. And I don't know. I love that. That little extra mm-hmm. morsel. I'll, I'll say that I, when I went to um, one of the older Spider-Man movies with some buddies, I cried at a scene that was just Peter having a heart to heart mm-hmm. with Aunt May and all my buddies are like oh, I can't believe Mike is crying like everyone look at Mike he's crying right now and I'm just like this is like Peter Parker and I'm like seeing it on screen oh. and he's having like these real relationships with these characters that I've like grown up with and love and it's like crazy to see it like on a screen and in person right and then to like you know, be Mary Jane or be Miles Morales, mm-hmm. uh, not only invest you more in the story, but is a f- really fun thing, I think, for a, a mega fan to have the game, like, switch pace like that and yeah. give you something really engaging. Miles, no! Miles, no! Dad's in there. I'll find him. Well, I know whenever we hit those Miles Morales moments, like, Dana, you were really stoked about it. I was it. like, yes, we're going to play as Miles Morales. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a huge Miles Morales fan just in general. Yeah. He seems like he's your favorite Spider-Man. I haven't, again, I'm not, like, a big comic person, but I think I do like that iteration of Spider-Man a lot. Yeah. Um, and it, it was really cool. I think you're right, absolutely right, that, like, the change of pace was really good. and it And it introduces different styles of gameplay. You're not just you know, beating down a bunch of dudes, you're doing some, like, stealth missions, you're doing, you know, some, like, some light gadget work and and almost, like, some detective work with Mary Jane, like, trying to get the scoop for, you know, the Daily Bugle. Um, that stuff is, like, really cool and, and, and takes away, in a good way, from what I think sometimes in just, like, the core game can get a little bit, like, there are a lot of side quests and just a lot of icons on the map and a lot of things that are just trying to grab your attention. Yeah. And, and some of it is not my favorite. And I, at times, was like, okay, let's just focus on the story. Like, I don't want to do another <laughs> research station. Yeah. I don't want to do another, you know, chase the pigeon to do whatever, oh. to unlock another suit. Don't um, get me started on those. Well, I had, <laughs> one, I had to do them. <laughs> you had to do them. Okay. <laughs> but, but begrudgingly so. Yes. Yeah. So that's when, I, when I mentioned tedium, those are like probably the two highest things on my list were the pigeons and the research stations. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing about the, like, all of those, like, side missions and, like, crime here, there's crime there. Like, it has worked so hard to make you feel like you are Spider-Man. Yeah. It can really kind of make you feel bad when you don't go down and help that guy being <laughs> mugged. Sure. You know? And I was like, man, could we just have a little bit less of these mm-hmm. when, like, Mary Jane's in danger, so I need to, like, go. Right. <laughs> Except there's, like, three different muggings along the way. And I feel bad. <laughs> it made me feel bad. But I didn't I didn't want to play them. Because I don't think those side quests were nearly as interesting as the main story. It was hard for me to get invested. And, like, the pigeon one is different. That's that's funny. Yeah. And you're helping an older guy. Right. But, like, some of the, some of the ones were, that required combat, I wasn't as invested in. 
Yeah. I think I actually kind of let Cody play those and I took them out because <laughs> I was like, mm. one of the one of the only things that kept those interesting were was that it gave you like little incentives to say like, hey, during this fight with this mob of dudes, that you're gonna have to like web twenty guys to a wall, yeah, and then yeah. like throw these other guys. It didn't really give you anything of much value if you accomplish those things mm-hmm. but being the completionist lunatic that I am <laughs> I was just like oh I gotta do it first, first things first I just gotta start webbing guys to walls and you got to hit that hit that accomplishment <laughs> yeah um, I did like you know even though some of that stuff was really tedious at times I did like that the game and, and the kind of like rhythm that I think I settled into was like did a bunch of main missions and whenever the game would occasionally just be, you know, you would finish a main mission and then Peter would just like sling onto a roof and say like, all right, I'm going to just go fight some crime. And it was like, oh, OK, this is a good like natural point to be like, OK, I'm going to go, you know, just take down some dudes, you know, doing like a petty theft or whatever. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, there were times where it was like, I don't I just want to get the main story right now. I don't feel like it's realistic for me to be stopping to, you know, like fight all these guys or take down this like base full of, you know, kingpins men or whatever. Um, but I like that there were some moments that were kind of clearly demarked as like, okay, here's Peter Parker just being Spider-Man for a little bit. And it reminds you, I think, to just explore Manhattan, too, mm-hmm. yeah. which I, that in and of itself, if you've ever be, like been to Manhattan and you're playing the game, you're like, holy shit. So much <laughs> of this is like, yep, that's in New York. Yep, I've walked by that building before. Unbelievable from that perspective. They did such a good job with the city itself. I think that's like some of that is so I we didn't mention that this game is made by Insomniac Games, which made um, they made the Ratchet and Clank yeah. games. And mm-hmm. they also made um, Sunset Overdrive, which was, I think, their latest game before this one. And I've played some Sunset Overdrive and it's very it's a very different game. Like it's but at the same time, you can kind of see how they learned a lot of things and brought that into this game. It's really interesting, like the traversal and making a really dense city, like you're saying, you know, like a city yep. where it's like, wow, that that looks that's like a thing that I've seen in Manhattan. Like, I think they learned a lot from that game and pulled it into here. And that's like really interesting to see because mm-hmm. they're, they're very different games. But um, somehow they've managed to make that like design through line work through games, which is really interesting. The the city was really lively. Like, I think they had, like, social media going for, like, a lot of things and, like, some crazy emails. And at one point, you're, like, trying to track down Peter Parker's backpack and you're talking to, like, some garbage man. And they're like, oh, yeah. the pizza place on that street? No, that's not the best pizza in town. Oh, you mean the pizza <laughs> place here? Like, the, the world building was really, really fun and believable. Yeah, I loved I loved when you were just like walking down the sidewalk and the completely mundane characters would pop out every once in a while and be like, "Hey Spidey, can I get a selfie?" <laughs> or like, "Hey, my son loves you." I yeah. love or like that. I even like people on the other side who were just like, "Get out of here. The city's better <laughs> off without you." Like yeah. li- little oh, things God. like that. I was just like, "That's what it's like to be Spider-Man." Spidey, <laughs> you're under arrest. Being awesome. That makes me think of um, J. Jonah Jameson in this oh game. My God. Has has progressed. You know, he's always hated Spider Man, and every <laughs> single I think every single Spider Man uh, comic and movie and everything. He always hates Spider Man. This time, he's a crazy podcast host who is like almost like Alex Jones esque. Totally, he's he's, oh, he's terrible. He's like even worse than he's been before. Yep. Um, but you you hear snippets of his podcast. It's like Peter is like listening in to see what he's saying about Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just he's it's he's really unhinged, like beyond far beyond what he's been in anything else. And it's just like, OK, yeah, that makes sense that he would be this crazy now. Like, yeah. makes sense. It's a, it's a logical progression. Totally. It's <laughs> a good modern take on that character, too. <laughs> You're perfect, right. Perfect. Yeah. If we're going to keep New York safe, we can no longer tolerate the kind of lawlessness Spider-Man and his ilk represent. This is our city. By God. We're going to take it back. What did y'all think about the combat? Because that's like a big part of this game. I, when I started the game, I was like, this is too tedious for me to have mm-hmm. like the um, web moves, ground moves, uh, all the different types of uh, villains mm-hmm. that some had blockades, right. others were brutes and yeah. had like a whole different set of rules with them. Um 
by by the time I'd played the game for a few hours, I was like, thank goodness there's a variety in villains because I'm punching a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They did a good job, I think, of some variability to keep that interesting. It was enough, like, button mashing, but also with, like, a little bit of logic involved that if you wanted to be, like, really advanced and kick-ass at it, you could invest the time and, like, find yourself in that situation. Right. And also, I think, unlocking other moves as you progressed and, like, slowly being able to, like, work that into your arsenal made learning so many different Mm -hmm. combos uh, a little more actually achievable than giving them all to you at once. I think I, I I had fun with it. I had fun like beating up guys, but at at, at some point it was the combat got old for me. Yeah. yeah. It's kinda it's it's a little it's it's pretty beat 'em up. It's yeah. more than beat 'em up than I thought it would be. And they really try to lean hard on those gadgets. Like they really try to lean hard on like giving you like electrified webs and like bomb web and all that stuff. I'm not sure if it like I don't know. It, it works best, I think, when you are, like, facing, like, six dudes and it feels... It's like that scene in, you know, like, a Spider-Man movie. They always had to have that scene where he gets, like, surrounded by, like, eight dudes and yeah. just trashes them all. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's, like, when it feels best. But then it was, like, whenever there was either, like, one enemy or, like, a boss, it started to kind of break down a little bit for me. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's... It didn't hit me the same way that, like, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. That's probably, like, my... That's probably, I think, the best superhero game that's maybe ever been made. And I still think that that, like, is maybe the king of, like, making you feel like a character yeah. appropriately. I was I was pretty overwhelmed by the combat at first, mm-hmm. I think. There was just a lot going on. I think it was pretty bold to, like, start out the game in, like, a main boss fight with, like, all <laughs> these enemies. Because I was like, ah! <laughs> Uh, but I do appreciate there was, like, some prompting, like, I think if you hit Y, you can pick up an item and swing it around. I relied on that a lot. Yeah. Um, but I also just remembered after a certain point thinking, like, how many more hits do I need to hit this guy <laughs> to get him down? Yeah. And it was just wave after wave. And I would say, yeah, the combat was probably my least favorite part of this game because it was, like, simple but also a little complicated. Like, you could keep it simple if you kept doing the same thing. Yeah. But if you wanted to make the combat a little more fun and engaging, you'd have to do a lot. And I just I wasn't ready to put that time and effort in, I think. <laughs> was was the unlocking of moves a driver for you guys at all? Was that an interesting aspect of the game? Yeah, and I, I, I wish I had gotten a little bit more into the suits, I think, too, and yeah. the suit powers, because um, we kind of stayed with the, um, the power that gives you, like, the... Uh, that makes your focus meter go up so you can do, like, yeah. those badass, like, yeah. finishing right. moves on guys, which that, like, got so powerful at a certain point that we were just, like, just ripping through your guys and just, like, doing, like, finishing move after finishing move after finishing move. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think I handled most of the unlocking, and it felt better than other games. Like, we just played yeah. some of the Tomb Raider games, and, like, I don't know. In those games, the, like, the unlockable, like, skill trees, yes. they don't feel very yeah. consequential. It's, like... This kind of just fe- all seems like it's the same thing, but in here, like having different styles was really cool. Of like, here's the web slinger tree. Here's yeah. the like the I think the other one was like the brawler tree. Um, really felt like it gave you gave you a different style. Mm-hmm. And I gr- I gravitated towards like the stealth thing. Uh-huh. I, I loved sneaking into bases and like <laughs> seeing how many guys I could pick off before I got noticed. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, you hang out in that more, like, stealthy yeah. column mm-hmm. of the skill tree. Uh, and you're right. It makes your Peter Parker feel more like, you know, your character <laughs> by being able to do that stuff. But certainly the unlockables and the suits um, and the skills that came along with the suits when you unlocked them were an interesting driver for me that was kind of, like, an engaging way to, like, I want to jump into a big brawl and see what this power is like. Oh, I can electrify, like, every guy every time I punch them. (laughs) Like, that sounds cool. Yeah. But I did ultimately, like, land on... There was one that was, like, you jump up in the air and just shoot webbing everywhere. Yeah. And everyone gets, like, webbed to everything. And then I'm like, fight over. (laughs) Right. And so I leaned really hard into that one because it just, like, finished the combat, like, immediately. Yeah. So it was almost like, like you said, you stuck with the first one. Yeah. Uh, Those first few that they gave you almost made the combat, like, too simple oh, yeah. once you got those mm-hmm. achievements unlocked that uh, 
the majority of them, like 80% of the skills that I got, I was like, I don't need them. Yeah. I don't need to play with those. I think it really says something that we were all trying to figure out how fast we could get through enemies. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. maybe we didn't really enjoy the combat. We were just trying to get to the stealth missions and the story. And yeah. The- I guess all that being said, I I want to emphasize, I loved this game. <laughs> yeah. I had so much fun with it. Yeah, it's it's. I really enjoyed it as well. I I, I really enjoyed playing it. I I think I'm I'm over open world games. I think to a certain degree, mm-hmm. they're just like they're so much. There's such a time commitment. So like that aspect of it, a little bit weak for me. But like, I still uh, this is the, definitely the best Spider-Man game that they've ever made Easy. in terms of gameplay for sure. Um, and when we talk about story, I think story wise, it's definitely like way far and above the best Spider-Man game. Yep. But yeah, there was just some things that towards th- that combat got a little tedious, a little tedious, but it, it still is flashy enough. You know, like everything is just really stylistically solid here. Like yep. it really, really nails that aspect of it. You okay? Yeah. Welcome to the party. Just in time for the fire. Introduction of new types of thugs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of like little 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 dudes that you could fight. Uh, at least they changed that up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, we've got like the combat sort of guys that shot like laser guns. We've got the ninja sort of dudes <laughs> who just like come up to you randomly on the street and are just punching you in the face. Well, they they also they try really hard to like. <laughs> to make it difficult, like uh, they have guys with like rocket launchers and whatnot, yeah. so you can't just right. swing around and like try to get out of the mm-hmm. way. They'll kind of like force you to get into the into the fight a little bit more. So I guess they at least tried to evolve those sort of characters and yeah. and keep it intriguing. But oh, it's just hard, you so know. It, this it. is this is a like pretty long game. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, it's it's hard to keep that fresh for that long and and really do it in a way that's like, yeah, okay, every fight feels you know really really great. You know what? I think if I could have given them retrospective feedback mm-hmm. to like say like hey the, it, the game would have been better this way is less combat in the streets more of the heavier duty side missions mm-hmm. like yeah. the whole side mission with tombstone i don't yeah. know if you guys played that uh-huh. out mm-hmm. all the way but how many how many side missions were there that were like an off branch or an offshoot of the story itself not, not not many. Not many at all. Yeah. That, that's the only one that really sticks out in my head. Yeah, yeah I think that and was about was the scary. only one. In open world games, like I think my favorite game I've ever played is Horizon Zero Dawn. Whoa. And the side missions in that can sometimes just unravel into something bigger and bigger and bigger. That mm-hmm. you think you're doing a small favor and then it introduces like this character that's really fun and interesting. Um this game didn't really have that. Yeah. It was more of like the small things that kept you busy were the meat of it. And I would have really preferred more of those like tombstone vignettes or nods to yeah. some of the other interesting Spider-Man characters. Like, yeah. I think Spider-Man and Batman probably have like the best uh, rogues gallery of oh, yeah. villains that there's just so many they could have plucked from. And this this game had room for more. Yeah. Well, and they kind of try later on, you know, they try mm-hmm. to get closer to the, I think, getting more into the supervillains and, yeah. and getting in more into that. But it's like, it's maybe a little bit too late at that uh, point. Yeah. Like, maybe. Um, they focus a lot more on the mundane or, like, at least the, like, real life side of things with mm-hmm. Peter Parker. And I think that, like, that works in one way, but it also feels a little strange when later on it's like, okay, we're really focusing in on the supervillains now. Yeah. Like, that's all we're pretty much, <laughs> like, interested in. Yeah. The world will be better off without you. Nice. Just a few more left. I think that might be as natural a segue as any to talk about the story in this game. Yeah. Well. Should we just give a quick synopsis? Yeah, why not? So, would you like to do that? This game takes place eight years after Peter Parker has become Spider-Man, and it starts off with him getting into a battle. I don't even know how to describe it. There's so many like things going on. Like it's this giant scene you come upon of the police taking down uh, Fisk finally. And so Kingpin. it's Kingpin. So it starts off with Peter Parker working his way through all of 
Kingpin's goons to stop him from erasing his files. Look around you. I did this. What have you ever done, Madden? Well, there was that time I took down a pompous, overstuffed crime lord before breakfast. And he gets into a giant fight with Kingpin, which, spoiler alert, you win. Uh, <laughs> shocking. But uh, Kingpin leaves him with the message of, well, the city's going to fall apart without me. You have no clue the type of, like, horror I've been holding back. And so as Spider-Man goes about his day, um, there's some weird activity with, like, these <laughs> glowing ninja guys <laughs> stealing artifacts. Um, you find out he and Mary Jane are broken up, but she's also investigating the same thing, so they kind of become partners. Why did you ask me here, Pete? You know, just, uh, just dinner between friends. Friends? Is that what we are? I mean, we could be, you know, if, if that's what you wanted. There's a lot of baggage here. Yeah, sure, but is that so bad? I mean, baggage can carry good things, too, like, uh, like money and uh, keys and raspberry lip balm. I don't... The story actually gets really crazy. I don't know if this is going to be a short <laughs> synopsis. Uh, Can anybody it, summarize it? Basically, it, it basically turns into a, a big conspiracy that, that Kingpin has been potentially holding things in check, but then there are some other villains that come into play, um, some that are very clearly, I think, telegraphed from the beginning, uh, like when Dr. Otto Octavius shows up. I don't think anybody's going to be shocked to think, you know, he's probably going to end up as Doc Ock by the end of this. Um, but I love how they kind of juxtapose this mob boss big crime story mm-hmm. with Peter's, like, personal relationships and yeah. working those into storylines. Like, integrating, I, I think, Dr. Octopus as a me- mentor type for Peter Parker, mm-hmm. who he's got a really strong relationship with, and not just immediately making him a kind of throwaway villain yeah. was a really interesting way to tell the story. Yeah. And I think you could you could certainly say that if you're a big fan of characters like the Vulture or the Rhino, that these other villains were maybe a little underserved because they were just yeah. used as, like, bosses here and there. Yeah. And then cast aside. But the, the relationship with Dr. Octavius... Uh, I think made up for that to an yeah. extent. Uh, if you'd like to seek a position with more of a future... I, I came here to work for you because of what you've got up here. And that's not going anywhere. So neither am I. They take their time with it, like for sure, but they end up... I think that ends up actually working really well because by the end, I think it was like totally sold and I was like wow that that part of this was mm-hmm. really really good I was say that that's one of those like big moments that they I think they earned yeah when like you know he is Doc Ock and Spider-Man has to make a choice like I think that was an earned moment yeah they I, I, I think they did a good job too of making the off even though Spider-Man has uh, or Peter Parker has an apartment <laughs> in this like you you never really revisit it or have a or have a reason to yeah. you know what i yeah. mean but the office that he works in with doc ock is well, see i'm using the abbreviated <laughs> <laughs> that's how familiar i am with spider-man uh is uh uh yeah the office is kind of like it feels like your home base or your hub mm-hmm. they give you reasons to return with those little uh um, hacking. Oh, the absorption line. The hacking and, and the, absorption uh, yeah. line sort of yeah. thing, which, like, oh, my God, another just, like, super tedious part of the game. <laughs> yeah. But at least it was, like, an incentive to keep revisiting there, keep seeing how his the progress had changed in the project mm-hmm. you were working on him with. So interesting stuff. Yeah, I liked I liked Doc Ock a lot. He was he was definitely he yep. was he was my favorite of of the villains. Um What's his face? Martin Lee. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I can't remember his super villain name. It was off Mr. the top of my head. Mr. Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative. Yes, Mr. Yeah. Negative. I, from the beginning, whenever he showed up, we were like, okay, he's this definitely going to be a bad guy. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a he's bad a sleeper guy. character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely, like his first interaction with like Peter, he's like, don't worry about it. I was like, Cody, he's <laughs> yeah. the villain. Yeah. He's bad. And he's like, why do you think that? I was like, 
he just did a very bad job of lying. Yeah, he's just always very, he, he's like kind of up to something and is always just like, oh, I was away at a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> like, wink, wink. Hey. <laughs> but um, it's also interesting that he was like woven into Peter's personal life. Like, yes. He's Aunt May's boss and right. like in charge of like this really important homeless shelter and soup kitchen. So like he he's also not someone you like really want to hate. Yeah. Like you, you could tell he's a bad guy, but he also really cares about Aunt May and wants to put her in charge. Five years ago, you walked in here and told me you were inspired by my mission to help others. Now it's you who inspires me. Thank you, May, for everything. I guess that's always been Spider-Man's at its best, too, is when the villains get intertwined into Peter Parker's, like, personal life. Mm -hmm. Like, when there's some personal stakes and he has to be, like, make sacrifices and really has to focus on, like, protecting the people around him. Yeah, Um, and there seems to be, you know, not just in this video game, but in the comics as well, there's this kind of motif of uh, Peter Parker looking up to somebody mm -hmm. and then ultimately being disappointed by them right obviously dr octopus yeah martin lee was a character mm-hmm. who was like a mentor later in the game you've got um peter kind of becoming a mentor type to miles right oh, so just <laughs> something kind of repeated throughout that um where where there's any hope in a relationship with him there's room for disappointment or tragedy yeah. like ultimately it's going to lead to a character dying, breaking up with him. Right, right. What what have you. Yeah. Uh, and I really liked the Miles. I really liked that Miles Morales showed up in this. I didn't think I didn't think he was. I, I don't know why I didn't think he was, but I was just like, oh, they're probably just going to go with Peter Parker for this first game. Um, but uh, letting him have some of the spotlight, having uh, his dad, Jefferson, be like the police officer that Spider-Man yeah. like goes and does some like detective work with. Um, that was really cool and like getting him further into this and very clearly, I think, w- you know, setting up this franchise for more Miles yes. Morales as well was like, that's a good call. I think that's like a real good call. Big time. <laughs> I love that. It, it it occurred to me like when you first saw Miles that I was like, what a cool nod. Yeah. And then when the game kicks up again and you're playing as that character, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. Like, yeah. incredible fan service there. Oh, yeah. Not just in integrating him into the story, but mm-hmm. letting you play as him a little bit, too. Yeah. And to, to be clear, he's not been bit by a spider at this point when you're playing as him. That's true. Right. So you're using his everyday abilities and skills. Like, I think he's a pretty skilled hacker. Yeah. Is what they were implying. Yeah, right. Um, much like Peter's good at what he does too. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're both extraordinary in like their everyday lives, but it was fun to get to play as him. I would maybe say even a little bit more interesting than playing as Mary Jane, although she yeah. got into some she got into some intense situations, so that was interesting. Yeah, I liked when she got into it with with Tombstone. I was like, whoa, yeah, this is dope. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some of her missions are a little bit. They're a little bit more mundane, a little bit, uh, a little bit like too traditional, like stealthy thing of like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. push over this box of nails, and this guy's gonna come over and say, "What was that noise?" Mm-hmm. And then I'll just go the opposite way. Um, I think it was most interesting when she was in um, Harry, not Harry Osborne. What's his name? Dad's Norman. Name. Norman Osborne's apartment. Yeah. Like, and we got some really big answers. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I was like, okay, I'm liking this mission because yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's something I want. And I, I thought it was appropriate that she was the one sneaking around and finding them. So, Well, at this point, should we say spoilers so we can talk about whatever we want? Spoilers! I, th- I think so. Yeah. Spoiler. This is the spoiler alert. So if you haven't played Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, tread carefully. Writing your memoirs? Don't forget the hyphen between Spider and Man. Get the chopper ready. I won't be long. I'm surprised you made it this far. But your foolishness ends now. The big thing for me that really works is like setting up Doc Ock and paying it off at the very end and really going through like a big arc with him of him being like you said he's like the father figure or Mm -hmm. one of Peter's father figures in this game Um, and man they really take their time with it but uh, like 
mm, it really it really got me the the last moments when they're like screaming at each other after this like hours of build up and hours of fighting and just this 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 tragic kind of transformation of Doc Ock as you know this like well meaning kind of meek guy into yep. like seriously like super villain like he has really masterminded some shit in this game in a way that's like <laughs> wow yeah okay you're you are this is why you're a super villain this is why you're like maybe the most famous beyond like i guess the green goblin like the him and doc ock i think are probably the two biggest ones yeah that's mm. safe to say um, I, and i think he's he's certainly like a character that's so intelligent he can be very conniving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the the ploy there where you know you're not sure at the very end whether Peter's just gonna say you've disappointed me and I'm done with you or if he's gonna buy back in and try to reinvest himself in this guy's life right you're just like oh he, I, <laughs> like as a as an outside viewer you're like I know he's bad and he'll never be good right. you're just like Pete leave him be <laughs> well just it sucks because that's not the person he had been yeah. and he had just been alone and disappointed and pushing that experiment further and further and further and like you know Peter had warned him like if you keep going with this it could severely like change your personality like please don't yeah yeah and then he was alone again it could be affecting other parts of your brain your your inhibitions your mood I just think we need some more we've had enough for the first time in my life I don't feel like a failure I feel like me Otto, you're not a failure, but this could permanently damage your mind. Please. That was another interesting dynamic between those two characters, I thought, was that you were constantly hearing, like, why isn't Pete around? Yeah. Like, you're off doing your duties as uh, Spider-Man, and in essence, by not being around enough to support Dr. Octopus's work, mm-hmm. you're almost turning him into Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Because you weren't way. there early on to collaborate, make sure that he wasn't failing in anything or overworking himself, taking desperate measures to finish his projects on time and whatnot. Um, So I love that aspect of it. guilt factor thing. Yeah. Well, it it works so well at the end when, like, I think about, like, how, like, Dr. Octavius, you know, early in the game is talking, you know, him and Peter will talk a lot about, like, we're changing the world. We're going to change lives. And then at the end... It's like Peter's almost wanting to go back and, and like, give him another chance. But then Dr. Octavius says something to the effect of, like, Peter, we're smarter than these people. And, mm-hmm. like, we have – we we are smarter, so therefore we should be the ones in power. And it's, like, just enough to where Peter's like, I can't – I can't do this. That's because men like us have a duty, a responsibility to use our talents in the service of others. Even if they don't appreciate it, we have to do what's best for those beneath us, whether they understand it or not. No, you're wrong! And that was just like, oh, man, what a good arc. What a good, like, what a good transformation. Um, Which had kind of been against everything Dr. Octavius had stood for in the beginning. Right. Like, that's why he was at odds with, like, Oscorp. Yeah. And then they shut his experiments down, like... It sucks to see that character end up that way. <laughs> I was heartbroken for Peter. Yeah. But also, like, I thought it was interesting that Peter was always cleaning up his messes. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, who should really be in charge of this research? Because <laughs> yeah. he's made a mess of a lot of this. Yeah. I th- yeah, it was, it, was a, it was an interesting way to hint that, like, his mind was slipping or, mm-hmm. or something was going on. Yeah. You're not sure if it's just, like... Well, I guess that was one of the the lines with the story where I was like, I'm not sure if this is just like a trite video game like ploy just to like throw in yeah. uh, other gameplay just for as an excuse yeah. while you're yeah. in the lab. Right. Or or is it supposed to like aid in the storytelling of like who the characters are at a core? Yeah. And I think I didn't give it enough credit when I was playing those parts. Yeah. But, sure. but in retrospect, uh an, an interesting aspect of the game that was lost on me at the time and other, otherwise now deemed useless to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't want to go back and do any of those so things again. So I can again. be like, oh, clever nod there. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's like when you, it's, yeah, you think about it now and you're like, oh, well, very cool. But in the in the moment, you're like, I'm doing another absorption line thing. Like, oh my God. <laughs> See, for me, it was, it was hitting me in a different way. I was like, man, if Peter Parker weren't Spider-Man, 
what would he be doing right now? Yeah. yeah. Like, if he weren't tied to the city as Spider-Man, he could be doing, like, some incredible things. Yep. So yep. that, it still impressed upon me something important before I knew what was going on with yep. Dr. Octavius. And, of course, you rest easy knowing your secret is safe with me. You do what you think is best, Doc. It's all any of us can. Um, way less successful than Doctor than Doc Ock to me was uh, Mr. Negative, and we already talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the other villains get a little bit short shrift. Um, yeah. Like, I really wanted to see more of Kingpin, and Kingpin kind of just disappears. That's true. Um, which was a real shame because Kingpin is like one of my favorite. I think he's one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. He's just there's something about him, and about it is just like. He's just such a huge dude <laughs> and yeah. just such a, like, oversized presence. It just fits what he's all about to me. I loved the character, period, not just in the game, uh, but he is certainly underserved. But it, it at a minimum, it was nice to have, like, to jump into the middle of, like, Spider-Man's yeah. life yeah. and know that he's got, like, a history with, like, certain villains. Right. <laughs> Yeah, even though we didn't see him again, it's like been established that this is like something that you've been working towards for a right. while. So it was kind of like fun to start with like a climax, yeah, and then find out what happens from there. When Kingpin is like, <laughs> like basically like, don't you? I've had to deal with you for eight years now, and you never shut up because he like you know Peter's just popping off like one liners yeah. as he uh-huh. usually does, and he's like, please just like get out of my life. It's nice to be yeah. like, yep, okay. Like Kingpin is really at the end of his stick. He's really <laughs> at the end of his rope with with Peter and Spider Man. Uh, you do know I can still see you, right? Eight years of this insolence. Oh, for me? You shouldn't have. Gotta wait for nothing. Speaking of underserved villains and underserved characters, period, this would be a thing that if they don't make a follow-up to this, then the Osborns yeah. will have been, it would have been such a disappointment to not do more with those characters. Oh, but yeah. I'm assuming that they got left the door wide open for oh, some yeah. of Peter's biggest villains oh, yes. to be coming in a in a next game because they don't yeah. touch on the goblins at all. Yeah, uh, it feels like they were definitely setting that up. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. ending of that game felt like a setup. And and it feels like a setup for Miles Morales too. Mm-hmm. It feels like a setup for Miles. It feels like a setup for either Venom or Carnage. Not sure yep. which. Um, and it feels like a setup for Green Goblin. So mm-hmm. it's like they're really I mean, they already now that I'm thinking about it, they had like five, four or five major villains in this game. Yep. Um, so I guess it makes sense that they're setting up, you know, like possibly like three more for the next one and setting up Miles, which I think is going to be really cool and interesting. I, I don't know how that's going to play out. Like, are you going to play as Miles exclusively since he gets he gets bitten by a radioactive spider? Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I uh, kind of got to talk to you about something I can't tell my mom about. What's up? Well, um, weird things have been going on. Like physically. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, you know, you're at that age where, where your, your body starts to change. And so you may be noticing some areas. No, for example, not that. Uh, so another big moment that I think they earned that I wanted to talk about yeah, was Aunt May's death. Yes. Like, I know she dies a lot. Does she? I no. Think. Is that an often... She does Is it? that a thing that no. she... She doesn't pass away? I just Uncle, she... Uncle Ben passes away. I was about to say, Uncle Ben is dead in Constantly. everything. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I think what was the... One of the interesting things was is that they gave Miles his own, like, Uncle Ben moment yeah. with, his, with his father. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah. When they killed Aunt May, I was like, oh, (laughs) my God, who kills Aunt May? (laughs) So that's not a common thing? Not a common thing. That blew me away. (laughs) She is like a constant in Peter's life, like, throughout. Still surviving in the comic books. Still a regular character in his life. Wow. I I did think that was earned, though. Like, I really... Totally. ...really loved this Aunt May. I loved the work she was doing. I loved, like how she was wanting to help out Miles Morales mm-hmm. and his mom and, like, mm-hmm. loved seeing Mary Jane and 
making jokes and just so involved in the community that when she had to die, when it was either her or the greater good, and also revealed that she knew that Peter was Spider-Man. Yeah. I was like, I think I started crying during that scene. I was like, <laughs> no. Well, it was it was definitely a surprise, I think, for people who are fans and would have just never seen that coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I would have been so easy to keep her alive. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been so easy. And, I, and I'm <clears throat> I'm almost surprised that they didn't. I thought they were going to, like, pull back at the last mm-hmm. second and be like, no, she's not going to. She's just going to get really sick and close to death but not <laughs> die. Do you think that helps with, like, the setup of the next game? Like, Peter feels a duty to take on more at Feast, which is, like, the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably, And yeah. that leaves more room for Miles to be the Spider-Man of Manhattan and kind of take the reins. Probably, yeah. I could I could almost see it being like an inversion of this game where like right. Peter is the smaller part of like the gameplay like Miles is in this one, but then, yep. you know, Miles is actually like the next mm-hmm. Spider-Man. I could see that happening easily. Well, I think that was also kind of re- implied in like Peter's relationships. Like he can't hold down a job. He can't make money. He's like... On the rocks with MJ. Yeah, and it's all because he's overworking himself as yep. Spider-Man. Right. And I think it would be nice if he could, like, take a break and take care of himself <laughs> when you've got this young and eager kid yeah. right. ready to make a difference. And then also his mentor happens to also be Spider-Man and can help him out so he won't be in the same situation. So, I don't know. I think I think overemphasizing, like, mm-hmm. Peter's sleeping on couches and <laughs> having to eat at the shelter, right. I think maybe, like, it was like, well, Peter might need a break. Here's Miles. Yep. Which I'm fine with. The next game is, I think, either going to give us married Peter Parker, mm-hmm. running feast, that's his, like, main go-to job, or Peter Parker's going to have to die. Oh, man. Does he have to, oh, though? Man. I really like the idea of two Spider-Mans. Ooh. Could there be two Spider-Men? Well, then they can take a vacation. <laughs> it, it makes yeah. sense. Like, I, I'm taking this week off. You're on duty. Miles Peter. is like, look, it's finals week. <laughs> I could, I guess it'd be it'd be an interesting dynamic to say like, this is going on here mm-hmm. while this story is going on here, yeah. and the gameplay transitions back and forth between the two, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of a complex way, maybe, to throw people into a game. Yeah, because I don't know in like movie sequels, I think that there's like a certain amount of accessibility they try to keep. Yeah. But in video games, I think you're asking a lot of people to have played the entire game that preceded <laughs> right. the the one before. Because if how long how long do you think is it typically between like franchise games that are like somewhat successful? Like uh, between like if there were a sequel to this, how long right. would it take? Like probably another two years at least mm-hmm. for this thing, right? Right. Like it's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be. Um So they'll you'll probably know. have a fair amount of fans that have played this game, but um knowing myself, if the second game came out and I hadn't played the first one, yeah. I'm not gonna go to like a bargain bin and play the first one first. Right. I, I want like the new one. I bet they'll probably progress some time forward. I I couldn't imagine yeah. like a sequel would be we're going to pick up right after this left off. Yeah. But I don't know. They, I guess they do set up a lot of things that are, like, directly, like, this is going to happen. Like, yeah. Harry's in that tank at the end. You yeah. Know, like, I mean, there were, like, post credit scenes just, yeah. Like, yeah. just like you would have in a movie that <laughs> yeah. teases, like, the sequel. And right. I was like, man, they're all in on this franchise. I was going to say, this, like, between, like, the Homecoming movie, the mm-hmm. Spider-Verse movie, and this game, it's so interesting to see, like, the different villains you have going on. Yeah. Like, different ways you introduce characters. Like, Miles is introduced in a completely different way in this game than he was in the Spider-Verse. And I assume maybe differently than in a comic book. Yeah, true. So, like, they've kept all of these independent, and I actually think that's super smart. Very Mm. different styles between them, too. Very, very different styles. Like, the vulture in this game is much different than the vulture of Homecoming. Like, completely different. And not the focus. Yeah. Um, Like, Vulture was your focus in the movie. Right. You have a few different focuses in this one, and then it was really Kingpin in Spider-Verse, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I'm trying to think, were there any other villains in Spider-Verse? Oh, I guess... The Prowler. I guess there was uh, Octavius as a woman, I forgot. Um, That That was cool. Um, That was, like, my favorite part. This this podcast is just going to turn into us <laughs> talking about how great Spider-Verse was. That's my favorite, Doc Ock. She was scary. She was on top of her stuff. She was insane. It was really, really good. Oh. It was really good. 
Marvel's making that money. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. They're really trying, it seems like. Really trying super hard. I'll say, speaking of the money Marvel's getting, I do want to play the expansions for this game. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think the cost of them is bullshit. How much are they? They're 10 a piece. Okay. And there's right. three of them. Okay. So you're spending $30 <sighs> yeah. on the expansion which, like I said, this game would have been much better served with more side stories that were more in-depth. And that's, yeah. I know that's exactly what these are going to be. Right. Like the things that should have been in the main game. Well, oh, I yeah. do know a few of them, I think, feature uh, Black Cat. Oh, do they? Okay. Cool, yeah. So, but... so Silver Sable, I think, is the focus of yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And someone else. This this makes this is like how video games are now, though. Like that's the new model of like you pay sixty dollars and then you pay an extra thirty with the season pass, or in this case, these you know expansions, right? Which just like it just sucks. Some of them. It's okay to me when it genuinely feels like yeah. I'm getting more that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Right. Yeah. But other ones that. Like it launches and then a week later, <laughs> yeah. there's there's like, I'm like you guys had time to put this right. shit in the game. Right. It should have just been there. Right, you just cut it out and then you packaged it and sold yeah. it for more money. See, I let other people play them for me and review <laughs> them, and then I decide if I want to play it. Like uh, the Tomb Raider, was it Baba Yaga's Castle? Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, like a lot of people are talking about this. I'll get it, and yeah. we played it, and it was amazing. Yeah. But if I don't hear much about it, I'm not gonna go and buy it. Was that VR? Uh, no, but I think they have a Tomb Raider VR mode, I think. Okay, um, I heard something about Tomb Raider. Or, there's, VR. A, there's a VR, there's like an, it's like an extra little, like, almost uh, short, I think you, like, go through, um, like, the the Croft Manor in VR. Oh, yeah, 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 that's what I'm thinking It's yeah. a DLC that's for VR. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't think you can play it without it, though. Yeah, I don't think so. so. I think it's VR only. Um, well, I'm sure we'll play the expansions, though. Like, I, I think... I think it'd be worth going through and seeing what they add in. I think it'll be cool. But, yep. I'm going to let yeah, the other price, people yeah. review them for me <laughs> and then decide if I'm going to play them <laughs> before I spend more money. <laughs> I'll, I'll just turn my podcast into a video game DLC yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, First Issue Club. Can, yeah, we can just bounce back and forth. First Issue Club will take care of the, uh, <laughs> the expansion packs. We can always... This. Add another podcast to uh-huh. that network about there you DLC. Go. D- <laughs> yeah. Should you purchase this DLC? Unfortunately, we did. <laughs> didn't let someone else review it. Well, are we about ready to wrap up? I we, think so. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, how how did you feel about it? In conclusion, Mike, what did you think of Marvel Spider-Man? It was a really fun adventure that made me feel like Peter Parker, which is all I've ever wanted in life. <laughs> so, so astounding game. Uh, I'll give it an 8 out of 10 just because I needed more of a, more side missions, please. Mm-hmm. Dana? I don't normally rate games on a scale. You don't have to rate it on a yeah, scale if you sorry. don't want to. I'm I'm just no, you know really well, confident. We're gonna in... follow your lead. <laughs> yeah. We can we You're can all give it a score. We're following your lead. I'd probably give it a seven out of ten, because mm-hmm. um, it it's probably the most engaged I've ever been in a superhero game or a game that's a spinoff of a movie. But it didn't like stick with me, and I I feel bad. It especially didn't stick with me after Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Still good, though. I was about to say, 7 out of 10, still a good score. Uh, yeah, it's a good score. <laughs> well, I really liked Spider-Man, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, to be specific. Um, I, I'm i just tired of open-world games, and so, like, yeah, having a bunch of, like, tedious stuff to collect was just, like, uh, whatever. Like, yep. I got really tired of that after a while. But they really pay off, like, the things that matter with the story, and I think just in general, it's just... There are so many moments that I'm thinking of where it was just like, damn, that was badass. They really framed that like in a really nice way, and it was really stylish. Um, so I think I would also give it like a seven. I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten. I'll split okay. the difference. All right. between. I like it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to What's in a Game. If you liked this podcast at any point, go ahead and rate us five stars on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you're using, and go tell a friend to listen. I really want to thank Mike DeStacy for being a part of this Whoop. podcast. Mike, uh, what, what do you want to plug? 
I'll, of course, plug what we mentioned earlier. I'm, uh, I have a sister podcast to yours mm-hmm. called First Issue Club. We talk about some of the great first issues that come out every single week. So we're a weekly podcast, uh, and I think we kind of help um, make comic books accessible for people who are looking to just dip their toe in what's a fun story to start on. Um, it kind of serves as a good reading club for what's new and what's going on in comics each week. So if, you, if you've if you been a video game fan and a fan of <laughs> yeah. you know, the spin-off games and are too intimidated to go into your comic book shop, dip your toe into First Issue Club. You guys cover a lot of different stuff, and it, it's, it's, it's all... It's like you said, very accessible. I don't know hardly anything about comic books, and I've listened to the podcast a lot, and I'm like, okay, great. I can understand what they're saying. (laughs) Which is really great. Um, Well, thank you again for being part of the podcast. Great to be here. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at What's in a Game Pod and on Instagram at What in a Game Pod. What's in a Game is distributed by Fountain City Frequency and recorded at KCUR Studios. Next time, we're going to play a game called Dusk. So until then, we'll see ya. Bye.